0: Hi everyone. It's Dustin. In this episode of A to Z, Dean Z will be doing a complete read-through of a real application submitted to Michigan Law. Again, the original episode is a YouTube video, and in each of these app reading episodes, we have additional visuals that you may find helpful. So if after listening to this, you'd like to see the layout of the resume or the law school report, I'll leave a link to the original video in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you find it helpful. Hi, it's Dean speaking to you from my favorite file reading chair instead of my basement. Uh, Very happy to be reading a new file with you all today. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm very excited about this particular applicant who is pretty stellar and shares some um, pretty personal stuff with us. So even more than usual, I'm going to be making sure that I keep her privacy secure and Uh, I'm going to change a couple facts about her background. You will not notice this, um, and it does not in any way change the analysis that I'll be engaging in, but I just want to make sure that this is not someone who ends up being Googleable in any possible way. So, let's get started. As always, I want to start with the resume. It's the secret to everything. Uh, So, we see right away that this candidate um, got a major in public affairs at UCLA and also is currently at University of Illinois getting a master's of management. She she tells us that she has a GPA in her master's program of 3.9 out of 4.0 uh, and, that, and then she gives a lot of detail about her undergrad experience in the School of Public Affairs at UCLA. Um, we will return to the GPA information uh, but uh, when we when we talk about the transcript and in, 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 in the law school report but I want to point out you don't really need to give me your GPA there because I have it in so many other uh, venues. So Save yourself some real estate. She also tells me that she was a major in public affairs, which I know because she says she's attended the School of Public Affairs, so you don't need to say that either. And she also tells me um, that she focused on particular areas in her research in uh, public affairs, and again, not necessary. And why does it matter? Uh, I talk all the time about wanting detail, but again, you've got like a certain limited amount of real estate. And in general, as we'll see in this resume, she has a lot of great stuff uh, going on, and she's sort of just detracting from that by giving me detail about things that I don't need to have. And then it makes it harder for me to focus on the detail that she does want me to focus on. So think about that and and be always editing yourself when you are uh, thinking about what to include or not include in your resume. So let's go through the, she, underneath um, her undergraduate record, she has a number of bullet points. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. She's about 15 bullet points. Um, and so I've already named three of them that she could have just omitted. Uh, she tells me that she uh, got honors and she tells me that um, the semesters that she got that, That's that's definitely good to include. She tells me that she was selected as a speaker for a particular event that is extremely impressive and that's getting a little bit buried in with the other honors like that's that's something she wants to highlight that's a big deal and it's just halfway down there she tells me that she was a member of a sorority that's definitely worth uh letting me know but um again there's just a lot happening here Then she names several things that I'm not sure what they are. She talks about being um, an outreach chair for students of color in her program. And I'm just, it's not clear to me what that would entail or who, did she volunteer for that? Was she selected for that? Um, She's a kind of mentor um, that, again, I don't know exactly what the program is um and she tells me that she's the treasurer for something um and that she's a writer for a publication I don't know what publication is yada 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 you get the point but the the biggest thing in addition to being the speaker that is a big deal that got buried is that she tells me that she has um the athletic academic achievement honors award for a particular term and so now I know she is an athlete and like that got buried and that that is a big deal for me I I think in general that if someone can balance being an athlete with being a student uh that is impressive but when you're doing it at a division one school assuming like now I'm assuming she is a varsity athlete or I'm suspecting that she's a varsity athlete at a school like UCLA and I think what I want to know more um but you know this could have easily been overlooked the way you know if you're scanning this um quickly Okay, so, but don't worry, we will not be overlooking it. Okay, uh, she also tells me that she was a selected participant of something called a public service intern program. And the problem with that is, uh, I, I can tell what that is, but she tells me later that she was did an internship there. So again, she could have kept off um, that line. And, you know, with all the real estate that I, I can imagine her um, gaining this way, she could have made the font a little bigger. She could have, you know, it just would have been easier for these things to pop. All right. So then her next category is experience. She calls it and she talks about being a peer advisor in her undergraduate program. And she's got three bullets for that. Um, and she goes into great detail about what she did. Uh, again, I think she could have compressed this. Maybe one or two bullets would have been enough. And, then she has uh, talked about her internship um, one summer uh, on the East Coast at a reproductive health uh, organization, and I'm going to go through this sort of in some detail because I'm going to I want to be really specific about what I think she could have left out, and I, I want to clarify again if it's not clearly. I can tell from reading this, this is an extremely impressive young woman, so. The concern is that it is a close, I need to do a close read to see how impressive she is. And yet there's a lot here that doesn't, that is obviously impressive. And, um, you don't want, you don't want to require that someone's doing a close read. So, um, okay. Not that we don't do close reads, but the point is, you know, you just want to make it easy on the reader. Don't want to take the risk that you're getting someone right after lunch or reading the, 150th application of the day and they're tired right so make it easy okay so I want to go through the specific um, bullets so she says she researched and composed uh, a number of articles for newsletters and um, supplying staff members and constituents with information about the organization in national and local news so so that that's good. I would just keep it with the research and, and wrote 20 articles, right? Like that, that's the, that's incredibly important for the monthly newsletter. So that's good. It's one line instead of two lines. Then uh, manage the front desk, answer telephones, created Excel sheets. That's not as, imp- like, that's just sort of normal office stuff. Um, I, you might not need to put that in there at all. Uh, then, because then the next thing is she drafted memos on behalf of two different teams uh, in this organization. And that strikes me as a level of responsibility that is significantly above manning the front desk, or should I say, womaning the front desk. Um, And so that I would have wanted to emphasize that. Uh, And then she talks about uh, that she worked on problems with with the reproductive and sexual health system of one particular subset of people within the United States, um, a particular identity group, and you know, provided solutions for for those issues. And that is interesting. That's more detail, sort of more substantive detail. It tells me she's got a um, an array of interests and you know expertise in her background. So I would have emphasized that a little bit, and take, and by do, by taking out the other stuff. Um, and then she assisted one team with preparing for a client, a conference, rather. And again, I don't think that is at the same level as the other thing. So I would have taken that out so that she'd be left with like three or four bullet points instead of six. And, um, would have been extremely powerful. Okay, next page, um, she talks about being an intern um, for a uh, the LA area, working with students um, applying to school. But again, she has three bullets uh, in. You know, it's like she's basically mentoring people and helping them, um, giving them some tutoring. And probably need two lines for that instead of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right. So boil that down. Okay, next sub next section of a resume is a volunteer um, work. It just says volunteer and you don't need to divide up experience of volunteer. There's nothing wrong with doing this. I, I just want people to know if they have uh, less in the way of paid experience. You don't need to distinguish between what you did as a volunteer versus what you did as an employee. If you if you want to kind of just put it all in one category. It's not particularly relevant to me um, how you, how you were funded, right? So um, she also specifies that she's a volunteer in the description of what she does. So she, you know, it's not like she was hiding something from me. She does, so she doesn't need to put it in two different places. Um, so she she's this is working with a children's hospital um, and that she met with them on a weekly basis love knowing that it's weekly as opposed to like a one-off thing so that that's good to do but um again she could have taken out some of these words um and then another volunteer or uh another volunteer activity that I think is impressive but um so again I want to emphasize that this is someone who is doing a lot and is I can tell is very involved and is like the kind of person, you know, I'm I'm getting a sense, like this is someone I would love to have in the law school, but she's, I'm I'm working hard to get that um, information. So next section is extracurricular activities. Um, And she talks, the first one she does is talks about a symposium that she was the chair of and um, participated in on topics of diversity. Uh, that is really impressive. And, you know, she gives me some sense of, um, you, know, the, you know, the level, the, the, the amount of trust that was given to her and the, the level of importance that she was part of this. So I like that. But then I still don't. And, and it's also clear that it's somehow involved with her athletic activities. And yet, I still don't know what kind of athlete she is. So it's not till the next entry that she tells me that she is um, she is both an athlete and a student manager in track and field. That's big time because I mean, sports in general, like I say, Division One sports in particular. This is this requires a lot of time and commitment, and track and field happens to be you know, a particular kind of sport where it's like, people tend to grind it out, right? And um, swimming is also this way. I say this as someone who is not particularly into sports, um, does not swim, but that you get someone who does that. You have a real picture of their the mental discipline, right? That is required to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Um I do not play at, uh, any kind of games either, but it seems like I don't know, it seems like it might be a little more fun to practice a s- soccer in a scrimmage than just practicing running. I, You know what? Probably people are going to jump all over me for this, but um, whatever. This is what I think. So anyway, I-, I wish it weren't like the bottom third of her second page of her resume that she is telling me this thing that I think is extremely impressive about her. Um and then and I will also note she does not ever tell me what her event is. And I'm really curious about that just because it helps me paint um a picture of who this person is. Like is she is she a sprinter? Is she a miler? Is she like shot put? That's a that's a thing, right? Shot put. Is she someone who um does her hurdles, I think. Hurdles, right? Like that have you ever stood I've stood next to hurdles I think have how does anybody get over one of these I I, that's crazy so anyway I would love to know and I wish she had told me uh and then she finally tells me um that she is in um an undergraduate a black the black undergraduate law group pre-law group um and so now I know that she's had, she was in it for three years she's had an ongoing interest in law and she had a leadership role there so that was good to tell me um and she tells me some of the things she did in in general like she could probably skip that entirely too like I have a good idea when I read a particular leadership title and I, I get say, if it's something really obscure maybe helpful to give a line or two about what you were doing but in general it's You know, I I have a pretty good idea. And then at the very end, she has five lines, you know, start titled additional. And she tells me some basic computer stuff and um, a particular award that she doesn't explain. And it's sort of confusing. Why is it there instead of someplace else where she had other awards? Um, And then she speaks French. And all in all, um, could have kept those off. So now... I hope this is encouraging to people because it tells you I'm sitting here critiquing it, you know, really like with a fine tooth comb and being probably really annoying if this person is actually watching this video. She's probably annoyed with me right now. But the point here is I'm not gonna hold any of this against her. Like I wish it had been easier on me, but it doesn't make me less appreciative of the substance here. And also it's it's not like she did it in a way that seems like she's trying to hide something. Like sometimes people put a lot of information on, and it looks like they're, they uh, puff. We call this in the law mere puffery, right? Like you're building yourself up in a way, and she's almost doing the opposite. Like she's got a lot of substance in here that she uh, is, you know, is almost downplaying it by sheer volume of words that she's giving me. So there's nothing in here that makes me think, ah, oh, I am it's not sloppy it's all perfectly format and stuff like that so there's nothing in here that is that I'm holding against her um but you know you don't you just don't want to rely on someone um picking it apart and like I say some of the stuff I still have questions about um like what kind of athlete she is that was never covered so okay now I'm going to look at her Law school report. So this shows me that she attended UCLA and graduated in 2019. Um, it shows me that at UCLA, 13% of people taking the LSAC in the three year period around her graduation uh, scored in the 95th percentile and up. 7% scored in the bottom 20th percentile. So this is, you know, a strong school. Um, it tells me that the The mean LSAT score at UCLA is 158. Uh, And then it tells me that she took the LSAT one time. And now I'm gonna look at her four years of grades in undergrad. Um, And it it shows very clearly that her first year was a little rough. She had basically a B average. And then she steadily improves every semester Uh, And ends up with a 3.5, which places her roughly in the middle of uh, the people, the group of people who are applying to law school from her cohort. So, um, you know, it's a story, a little bit of an upward trajectory. She has a rough start, she figures it out, she gets her feet under her. Love to see that. But um, let us look at the actual transcript, at least briefly because I also note on here, it shows me her undergraduate, I mean, sorry, her graduate school record, and it, does, it just says C transcript. So you'll remember, I hope, that when we were talking about her resume, I, I mentioned that she said she had a 3.9 in her graduate program, and I think, you know, that she also told me what her grades were in the undergraduate program, 3.5, and I was saying she could have taken out the undergraduate um, information, but it, It's actually helpful that she said the graduate information and I now I can't remember if I said that or not back then. But it is helpful that she says the graduate stuff because LSAC in their report, they don't give you, they don't, they package nicely everything that happens in undergrad and they don't do that for grad school. Um, So you might want to highlight that if you did very well. You might want to highlight that in your resume. Okay, looking at the transcript. I see right away, she had a couple of C's in her first year. uh, And then after that, it becomes A's and B's and mostly A's, vast majority A's. Um, So that is just like it looked. And then I see her uh, graduate school grades. Um, Yes, very strong, um, impressive record there. Uh, sometimes I get asked, you know, so she's got a 3.9 in graduate school, 3.5 in undergrad. 3.5 is obviously a per- perfectly good GPA, but 3.9 is a better GPA. People will often ask, like, does your graduate school record supplant your undergraduate school record? And the answer is no, it really doesn't. Um, because the, the number that I am going to use uh, for calculating my medians, is the undergraduate record, number one. Number two, that's the apples to apples piece here. Like most people don't have grad school work, so I, you know, when I'm comparing people to each other, it's, I'm looking more closely at the thing that everybody has, which is an undergraduate record. And then the other thing is, I just don't know enough, I don't have enough information about the way the grading works in graduate programs. So she did well here and she's taking classes that look tough a lot of finance things um, but i I don't know if like the modal grade in this program is an A or not I just have no way of knowing it so it' slightly uh, minimizes the importance of the grades but it is still impressive that she is in grad she's doing grad work and so that that is a mark in her favor even if the grades themselves um, don't aren't being considered at the same level as the undergraduate grades. However, as I said, 3.5, she's got nothing to worry about there. So it's all good. Okay, so here is the actual application. Uh, the only thing that leaps out at me here is uh, that she went to a very fancy um, high school on the East Coast. Um, and spoiler alert, we'll get into that so now let us look at her personal statement um it is very good she's dealing with a difficult issue she is talking about uh her sexual assault actually more than once she was sexually assaulted and in particular she talks about how she stood up in a gathering of athletes um, that was in a program that had been held in the athletic department um students were being asked to share personal stories that they believe revealed leadership. And, um, she got up and talked about her sexual assault and, uh, sorry. It's very powerful. She's talking about how she stands up and volunteers immediately regrets having done so. Um, and, but she, feels like she needs to keep going there are a thousand people that she is now addressing in in big arena and she found it very hard to share this experience because she felt like uh the fact of her having been assaulted was a failure on her part then she goes through the rest of the essay is talking about how she evolved on that point, and you know why she felt it as. if What about her background? And specifically, it was this fancy high school that I mentioned she had attended. Uh, it was sort of part of the ethos there that you could never fail. That you know, it just held people to this, you know, unrealistic high standard that didn't involve ever mentioning struggles with anything, and. Uh, that was part of why she kind of approach, approached this terrible events, these two terrible events in her life with this sense. And uh, then she talks about how when she got to college after that undergrad, after that high school experience rather, she, you know, suddenly pressure was much lower and she was actually insanely uncomfortable, she said, because there was no one telling her what to do And no one around to ensure that she was still on track to becoming, you know, this unassailable kind of creature. And so she fell apart a little bit in her first year, got some bad grades, as I mentioned, um, and then starts working, um, pulling herself back, and uh, talking about her sexual assault in this. Um, setting she says is you know was part a big part of her healing process uh, and you know propelled her forward and also opened a, a dialogue within the athletic department about sexual assault and it's a very powerful essay it doesn't go into detail at all about what exactly occurred to her but it's also not shying away from it she's direct and yet not um, not going into detail that doesn't, that strays from her point, which her point is how she became much stronger as a result of this, and not so much because of the event, but because of her willingness to talk about the event in front of this group. So I found this a very powerful essay, and I am, you know, even more enthusiastic about this one. And then she does not one, but two of our optional essays. The first one that uh, is here is optional essay five, which is the prompt is talking about the problems and possibilities of diversity in an educational or work setting. And um, she talks here about being a black woman athlete. Um, And she said, she's got a line that I love. She says, I fully understood uh, early on that you cannot easily separate being black and female as you might icing and cake and i just i just really like that uh, and she felt that she was scrutinized as a black woman athlete with um I- intensity uh and that felt uh unbearable at times and she also talks about uh her she, i'm going to just quote my campus journey was one of fear of being hypersexualized or even worse appearing too overtly masculine or aggressive. When I finish, finished a grueling workout, sweating profusely, my burning question was, is my hair still presentable? And, you know, I just, I, I love how self-aware she is here and how much she is willing to share this thought process of hers. I think it is fantastic. Um, she talks about being an ambassador for the athletic department and how this, that, you know, part of that she did not think was great. She didn't enjoy that. But then she also, it helped her um be her own person and not and, and really fully live that as opposed to inhabiting the roles that other people thought she should have um so and she feels like she's ready to be a black woman lawyer now so i thought that was terrific and then the last essay is about is our second optional essay which is about your career goals and this i really like too she's talking about that she has political aspirations Um, but I think the part of this that I really like is she she's clearly ambitious but not like unrealistically so like she doesn't talk about you know becoming president at age 25 or something right which is illegal and thus unrealistic but she talks about like what steps she's going to do how she's going to get where she thinks she wants to go and I like this because it shows me her thought process it shows me you know, both, the, like I say, that she's ambitious, but she is also, you know, sort of humble and understanding that it's going to take work to get where she wants to go. Uh, and I, that is, I love seeing that. And so often people will say like, you know, what if I'm not completely sure what I want to do? You know, she's probably not completely sure either. She's not talking about that uncertainty, but she's like, this is, she She's laying it out as if she's sure, which is completely fine. This is not like a, um, a lie detector test, right? I don't, please don't tell fiction. It's not going to work if you do that. But um, you don't have to uh, have 100% certainty. This is about like my understanding your way of thinking. And she does a great job with that. Okay, now the last part that I look at is the letters of rec and she has one here from her graduate school program uh, that is, it is brief, um, but it is strong, it is very strong. Um, says She's an excellent candidate, top of the class, focus and hard work. Uh, and then this is interesting, this speaks to me because of the culture that we have at Michigan. She says she is extremely outgoing and made her classmates feel welcome and comfortable. Uh, So I like that. Like she is someone who is good in a a group. And um, so that's helpful. Then the next one is from her undergraduate program. Also very powerful, much longer letter. This is someone who, I mean, it's understandable that in the graduate program, she's only been there for about a semester at the time this person is writing. So he doesn't know her as well. This person has gotten to know her better. Um, Again, you know, extremely... um, powerful and and supportive of her uh mentions to the sexual assaults and talks about like her resilience so everything you know underscoring what i got from her personal statement uh, this letter writer is also uh speaking to that and telling me yes xerifas you have read that you have made the correct um analysis of that Your the conclusions i am drawing are correct okay says she will be a star student, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then finally, we have her coach writing. And often athletes will ask me, what about having a coach write? And it can be very powerful for all the reasons that it is, you know, impressive that people are athletes. Coaches speak to that. So um, in here, interestingly, uh, the coach talks about how the uh, candidate had... A potentially career ending injury which is something that the candidate never talked about so that's like a whole new part of her uh, that I didn't know about and how she worked with uh, you know persistence and dedication to make a comeback and then also talks about how she was an ambassador in the uh, program and how she was personable and welcoming to new recruits and then finally you know says she has tremendous toughness which is a good thing so all in all, I love this candidate. This is a definite, easy admit. Um, and I would be thrilled to have this person be in our program. So, okay, I think that is all I want to share about this candidate. Uh, If you are interested in having me read your application, you are welcome to email us at law.jd.admissions. This is only if you have applied in a past year, not if you're applying this year. Can't do it if you're applying this year, but um, if you applied in the past year, please let me know if you'd be interested. Um, And yeah, thank you very much to Dustin. I know this This episode is always harder to edit because it is long. So thank you very much. And uh, yeah, please leave your comments and suggestions below. And wherever you go, go blue.